and welcome back to the dusty trail <laughs> teachers in the wild i'm your intrepid co-host fry and i'm here alongside my wonderful partner donovan donovan yo, yo. what hi hello oh. konnichiwa uh, uh go dog gohan gaskida <laughs> That is the only other Japanese I know besides konnichiwa, and it means I like rice. Fun As fact well about ja- fun fact about Japanese: all the characters in um, Dragon Ball are like food names. <laughs> huh? I think Piccolo is like cabbage, which I thought it would be a cucumber, but I think it's cabbage. Can't remember for sure. <laughs> that is like some <laughs> completely out of nowhere nerd trivia. <laughs> Wow! I do you hear this? Yeah, uh, is that a slow, that's a a slow clap? That's, that's a medium clap. Uh, medium clap. A golf, as I tell my yeah, students, we, two finger golf clap means I'm mildly. No, impressed. you actually, <laughs> you are you earned a moderately impressed. Yay! Yay! Achievement. <laughs> Gold star. Well, folks, we we have missed you, and I'm, I'm sure you've all noticed um, the seven of you that listen. Uh, actually, there are three hundred of you. I think. Is a good something, something. like that. Um, that we started back at school. Uh, God, it it hurts, it, it, it hurts a lot. Um, but we're getting through. How's it going for you, Donovan? Uh, a lot of wailing, and wailing and gnashing of teeth. I, I would not have expected that to be the description of your classroom. <laughs> I, maybe the gnashing, but the wailing. Oh man, it, it hurts. The struggle. Does it sound real. like this? <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was a wailing wail. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you all missed my terrible puns. I know it. I know it. That was a oh bad my one. God. <laughs> that that what? That actually caused me physical pain. Honestly, like somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere around my pancreas hurts right now. I think my funny bone is like on fire right now, honestly. <laughs> oh, oh, but I heard, I heard, I did hear, that reminds me, I heard a, a kind of a crazy tale uh, about a whale. A whale of a tail? So uh, there was, uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> Go ahead. God help me. She's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen, she's on a roll. Um. So there's a story about this mountain man guy in Alaska and, uh, I'm not sure in names or anything. I'm I'm going like off of like half a sleep memory here. But so the guy is like walking down the beach one day and um, they come across this like desiccated, desiccated whale, whale on the shore. And um, no desiccated. desiccated. Oh, but it was probably decimated too. But anyway, so the guy is like starving and he decides he's going to like um, he's going to salvage what he can from this whale. So he takes the tongue and um, he's eating the tongue and he finally comes across some like Inuit people. And they're all laughing at him because it turns out that that whale had been dead on the shore for like seven years. And this dude's just chowing down on whale tongue, like seven-year-old whale tongue. Folks at home, you can't see my face, but it is pure astonishment and disgust. <laughs> hey, there, there are there are all kinds of wacky things, man. Actually, there are some states where um, if you are driving down the road and the guy in front of you hits a deer, you can actually use a deer tag to take it home instead of, like, actually shooting one. This is a world that I'm not sure <laughs> that I want to 
continue with i think i'm just gonna reset and have a new world (laughs) i mean i don't know man it's like i i can understand you know it's it's fresh i mean it's not like it's dead dead laying on the side of the road for a week picked by buzzards but i can't help but think i mean that's that's massive blunt force trauma what happens if like the bowels rupture inside the carcass i mean that's just gross these are things i don't have to wonder um and now that you've Told them to me and everyone else. We now get to have that image in our head. It, thank you, Donovan. <laughs> image, yeah, kind of you does. About me, image it? for the night. Bowel rupture. Uh, deer. <laughs> Ugh, gosh. Well, that's not anything to do with what we were talking. Going to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> S- says the woman who made a like Chinese or Japanese food and like Dragon Hey, Ball Z you said reference. Konnichiwa. I thought that was logical progression. <laughs> sure, we'll go with it. I went from like desiccated yeah, so, whale to exploding deer. Um, That's logical. We'll table that discussion for a different time. Um, <laughs> but we we have missed uh, getting into the groove of things just because of how hectic the beginning of the school year is. I'm sure some of you have that terrible uh, pit in your stomach when you hear school su- uh, supply list um, and you have to go to Walmart, Office Depot, wherever you have to go and rummage for <laughs> composition books. Rummage. Yeah, rummage. It's, it's like the fucking I Hunger mean, Games. I mean, it's crazy that people come and say, you don't have any composition books? I'm like, well, um, I'm pretty sure that everybody and their uh, grandma were given these lists prior to, and you waited to the last minute. It's pretty obvious, but um, it's it's just bad. <laughs> I, mean, I I took my kid to Walmart to get his stuff, man, and it yeah. was like we went like two weeks early. And and trying to find a glue stick in there was like yeah. trying to find an. Honest if you guys want to see the wild? Like, you can go outside, go to Walmart the week of school or the week before school starts. That is the wild, folks. That is truly people in their animal-like instincts. Talk about gnashing teeth. Circle back around. <laughs> it, I, I'm telling you, man, it's like Mad Max up in there. You've got to, like, come Someone in is playing vigorously on their guitar that, as they're suspended in the air between two poles. Bleach <laughs> skin. Yeah. Gotta get the composition books and pens. Bah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, a Scandinavian. Oh, man, no, is that crying. was a great image. You just didn't see me doing my air guitar. Like, yeah. And this, folks, is when I end my music career. Uh, it has been a great time. <laughs> it was a good run. We it had was a good run. Some great it was a good run. stories. But yeah, man. Walmart before school, it, it is yeah. it is the law of the jungle. I mean, it is straight up killer. And killed. so that being the weekend before school and the weekend at nah, the week of school, the weekend after school started was a wonderful one. What weekend was it, Donovan? Uh, what was it called, weekend? Donovan? Uh, I don't know. Why, Donovan? Weekend? What day was that last uh, third day? It was a holiday in there or something. 
Oh my God. The oh, Labor Day. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and folks, I don't know what y'all do, but I decided to go rock climbing on Saturday. And then for some strange reason, Monday, I went out with this guy. Yeah, has two this thumbs right and here. a pretty wicked beard. <laughs> it, it's not Tayson level. No, not Tayson level. And if you don't know who Tayson is, you should definitely take out our episode with uh, Tayson of Outdoor Vitals. And now, see, that that was a segue right there. Great man. segue. Well done. Thank you. Though we're not really seconded anything. I guess that was more like a, a shout out, prop, promo, yeah. plug. Plug. That's what I was looking for. Oh, look at you. Cool. I'm, I'm using the ling- I'm using the lingo. <sighs> the lingo. Well, <laughs> we did have a really great time on Labor Day. We went to uh, a local trail in the URE National Forest, which I've never been to before. And it was like my backyard as a kid. And it's actually kind of wild because um, URE National Forest is um, in a city called, like near a city called uh, Troy. It, it actually mm-hmm. encompasses like something like three or four counties. Wow. And um, yeah, fun little educational fact. Um, factoid. The URE National yeah, factoid. URE National Forest is named after the URE Mountain Range, which is one of the oldest mountain ranges either on the continent or in the world. Um, so there you go. Fun little see, you learn something when you listen to us. That's why You're we welcome. are teachers in the wild. Ta-da-ta. Thank you, thank you. I'm on a roll tonight, which is not normal, folks. And I uh, I'm doing my Kermit the Frog meme. Like I'm just sitting here sipping my beverage. Oh, you're doing the tea one. I'm doing the like good co- Kermit, evil Kermit, like in the dark hood, say, like slapping the other Kermit, saying like, "What are you doing? Be terrible." Uh, sadly, <laughs> I see you more as like the uh, the Kermit the Frog arm foiling me. <laughs> oh, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I want to be. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that down as an Instagram post of just the one. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Everybody's going to love it. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, before we get into talking about the trail, so you said you went rock climbing? I did. Well, I mean, I did see you do an impromptu bouldering session, and I sang the Spider-Man theme song. It was pretty awesome. But uh, so how, how was the rock climbing thing? Oh, it was great. Um, so Jake and I went to Pilot Mountain. That's our typical climbing Um spot here in uh, the Piedmont and I actually got on a five nine top rope um I have no idea what that means. it's it's medium grade it's uh I've been climbing consistently at five seven totally skipped five eight and um yeah I got it got to the top I didn't I didn't do it the first time. I did fall a couple times, and I totally fudged the bottom. I cheated right, so I didn't follow the route to its integrity. So um, I didn't climb a five nine, <laughs> probably like a five eight. <laughs> and we'll go five eight and a half. Yeah, five eight plus is what you there would you do. Go. Um, so it was really fun, and that's it was really packed. There were lots of people. Um, and one day I will do an episode on climbing etiquette because apparently in North Carolina, um, when you have a quick approach, um, so like you only have to go down about four minute hike 
to the climbing access and you park at the top of the mountain, people don't know how to be nice and courteous at the mountain. That's not everybody, but some people. So No, we're, we're experiencing the same kind of problem. I've had that happen to me a lot recently. Um, like I go fishing or something and like, I don't know what it is. I don't understand why people have to do this, but I'll be sitting there minding my own business, got my feet propped up on my cooler, sipping a nice beverage, relaxing, and then here comes some asshole like plopping down. Catch anything? No. Well, here, let me plop down like six feet away from you. Drives me fucking crazy. There's all this woods and you choose right next to me. Folks, I'm using folks a lot. You should edit that out. No, I'm going to leave it. Fellow countrymen and women and people. <laughs> Friends. Friends. Romans. Countrymen, lend me your ears. Ah, oh, Shakespeare. People go out to the, but, uh, the woods to get away from people. I know, and I'm sitting there, and I mean, these people don't realize I have a knife. Ah, oh, man. I have, a, I, have a, I have a weapon. Um, <laughs> don't brandish your weapon at people, Donovan. <laughs> I, I will do my best. It's but, not a good idea. All in all, not a, not anyway, a bad weekend fishing. Yeah. Um, did, did land a rather nice uh, channel cat. Yeah. He put a put a couple pounds in the freezer. Ooh. One fish. It was kind of funny. I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting annoyed. Next fish I catch, I'm taking it and I'm going home. And I'll be damned if it wasn't like almost two and a quarter feet long. Wow. That's a yeah. That's a nice one. Night it was, one. It was a. It was, it was not too shabby. Not the biggest I've seen, but um, definitely not the smallest. Well, I would hope it's not the smallest you've seen because I've definitely seen you catch some minnows. <laughs> I, I definitely have. I definitely have. There are actually some pictures um, floating around where I go and I try to catch the smallest fish I can. Aw, that's um, so adorable and sad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, I, I've caught a couple that were, like, finger length. It's, it's pretty depressing. Like they were, they were little more than minnows, but you know, I will give them credit, man. They had heart. They, they fought a good fight. They swam they their darndest. They were like the little engine that could, the little minnow that could. But then they got caught they, by they, you, you jerk. They did. They fought. They fought valiantly, and then I stuck a hook through their face and used them for bait. Sad. Well, that but that's a really cool um, competition you're doing for yourself. Um, <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I just who is this? Hey, I am a I am a firm believer that a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Yeah, you just end up like Forrest, like out there fishing for shrimp and get maybe like a tin can. And you're like, no, I'm just happy. <laughs> the next day you get all the shrimp. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. I am outside and I am not at work. I am good with that. That is a good rule of thumb. I was going to say, so that was our separate parts of the weekend. But when we came together, we ended up at the Uari National Forest. And we did a um, a trail called the Burkhead Mountain Trail, which you had been on once before, right? Yeah. Um, not as far as we went. I only went in a couple hundred yards. I was with my kid and he was not having the best of days. And yeah, going outside with a special needs kid has its challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it's best to just call it a day before the day even starts. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, when you get them there and, and you do it, it's worth it. 
I definitely. That's uh, I feel like that that rule kind of goes with just people. Um, <laughs> this is very true. Like some days you just you're like, nope, I'm not gonna not gonna even try it because I know it's gonna go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, and then some days you want to just run people over with a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're gonna do a quick review of the Burkhead Mountain Trail um, because I feel like it's. Uh, worth that and we want to really focus now on North Carolina since we don't really have um well the means to go outside of North Carolina but also we have so much here in this state that is unique and we want to explore that and really just highlight that um we'll definitely reach out um talk about national issues um every once in a while but we're gonna start to take this spin to you know the home front for us the homestead yeah and i mean we'll still have the gear reviews we'll still talk to like you know industry people and stuff like that but i mean it it, when people think the great outdoors oddly enough north carolina is not something that pops into people's head especially not in comparison to something like a um like a colorado or a wyoming or you know some of these yosemite yellowstone yosemite yeah because i mean it's crazy. People outside of North Carolina, a lot of them have never even heard of Uwari, but every freaking buddy's heard of Yellowstone. Or like Pisgah um, and things like that. Um, so we're this particular trail um, was my first time going and the first time to Uwari. Uh, it's not that far of a drive from where we are in the cent- uh not really the center of North Carolina, but center of the Piedmont in Greensboro. And I had a really hard time finding the trailhead because <laughs> it's like this yeah, it, wind. It, it's not, not marked well at all. No. There's a winding country road. And all of a sudden there is this like golf course amongst all of these like farms. <laughs> and it's like really um, spread out and nice and luscious. It's kind of reminds me of like the rolling hills of like the highlands. Um, with like those kind of golf courses. <laughs> I always picture like something you'd expect, and this is going to date me again, but oh, um, it, it reminds me of something like you'd see on the opening to like Green Acres or some like old country like sitcom. <gasps> Caddyshack. Be- sure, we'll go with Caddyshack. <gasps> Such a great movie. It's in the hole. <laughs> um, go for dance. But, but it, it is, I mean, it's like... I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you just get dropped right next to, like, ostentatiousness. Is that a word? Ostentatiousness? Ostentatiousness? I believe it would just be ostentatious. Well, we're going to say it's a word. All Um, right. We're making up words over here. Hey, hey, we're English teachers. That makes us, like, you know, somewhat masters of the subject. So, damn it, it's a word now. Anyway, (laughs) the point is... You're in the middle of the, like you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you're driving through like tree corridor, like court, like the road just cuts like a corridor through this like dense Appalachian style forest, and then you know you'll see a farm, and then all of a sudden it's like million dollar houses, like you know rich white people driving in little carts, <laughs> and then there's a trailhead across the street that holds like maybe maybe eight cars. Yeah, definitely small gravel lot, really well hidden by the shade. My car was not super hot um, when we came back to it, but that's jumping ahead. Um, that is. I would say if it was marked better, that'd be awesome. But at the same time, 
if more people have that visibility, um, I wonder how that would change it. Um, if like you- yeah, and I'm, like yeah, like it, if it would become kind of a spot, so to speak. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't go. But we exactly. we want you to go. We want you to experience um, this particular trail because I think it was a a nice day hike. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not a bad spot. Actually, it's a really kind of a cool spot. We'll get into the the details about it, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, man. I I, I really kind of dug it. It was like a little nook on the side of the road, but once you get now, to be fair, once you get like once you find it, the trailhead itself, like where you actually enter the trail on foot. Mm-hmm. Very well, Mark. Oh, yes. Um, so a couple of things we're going to talk about um, when we do a trail review. We're going to talk about um, how the condition of the trail, like it, how is it um, managed, like what its accessibility, how much of it is um, something that dealt with leave no trace. Like can you kn- do you know that people are using this excessively and, um, you know, responsibly? Um, we're also going to talk about like what's around the trail, like um, anything from foraging to wildlife, um, trees, um, fun little sites, and then um, I guess grade. Yeah, anything you want to add to yeah. that? Um, well, I mean, you know, my my philosophy is fake until you make it. <laughs> um, but that's that's a good. You didn't start. hear that, folks. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you never will. Ever. <laughs> I do like the fact, though, that they, they did have a nice map displayed. Like, as soon as you, like, walk on the trail, there's just a giant freaking map of the whole area. And um, something to point out is National Forest um, hunting is allowed. Yeah. And... Parts of Burkett are actually managed for the purpose of hunting, um, not where we were. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a tract I think on the other side of th- this area because it's it's really weird because, like I mentioned, you know it sits separate from the actual like Uari Forest proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. I'd never seen a national forest that had been like separated and like there was land between them that is not national. So you have to be conscientious and I, I do think that, that that map was really clear about that and it was easy to see and there there are a lot of different smaller trails to go off of uh, for this one. There are two access points I believe. Yeah, I know there's two two access points around where we were. There might be a third and a fourth, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because I think those have different purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where a lot of the hunters post up is in some of those areas. I could be wrong. But it, it was once you, once you find the trailhead, once you you know you know where you are, and you're like, okay, I'm here. It is real, like clear where you can go, where you can't. The maps right there. I was a little bummed that they didn't have any actual like handheld maps. I think they did because I think there was like a thing that said maps. It was like a letterbox. Yeah, it was empty. Oh, it's empty. Darn. Darn. Um, it, it it was empty, and that leads me to something that you know it, it does have some. I mean it does have some detrimental effects overall is that being so big and being separate from the, actually the main body of the national forest. Um, that is a lot of ground for one ranger's office to cover. So while I was bummed out about it, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, we were up near Ashboro 
and I don't know if people are like people that aren't familiar with North Carolina, um, Asheboro and where the, the main body of the national forest are probably about 30 miles apart. Wow. So, I mean, that, that's a lot of range for one small ranger office to cover. Yeah, that is, um, pretty small, um, but a large area to cover. I think that's, that speaks to the, you know, how much people have to be responsible for themselves and do your research before you go to the trail. Um, know like you have places to put trash, like you have to be just as responsible because there aren't people coming out there. And if there's something wrong with the trail, you need to report it. Yeah. And I mean, it's also, I mean, you get out there, it's probably pretty hard for somebody to get some help to you just because it is so, I mean, yeah, it's near major cities, but it's still pretty isolated. Definitely. Unless, you know, you want some rich white guy in a golf cart to come save you. And I think I'd rather die. In the oh, well, then we'll just go on our way. Turns golf cart slowly. <laughs> Though, to be fair, to be fair, I would love to watch somebody try to drive a golf cart down that trail. Oh, my God. Yeah, the trail is really cool because you first like cross over a creek and you're just following that along. We got to a place where you split off and they're like one way uh, we ended up having to turn back because it had been so overgrown and uh, a lot of fallen trees. That would be really interesting to see. <laughs> I know, the golf right? Cart. Um, and there were a lot of ferns <laughs> around the, the base yeah. of the or the beginning of the trail. It felt like Jurassic Park, just like dun, dun, dun. Oh, geez. Here we go with the noises again. What What do you expect? People come for the noises. <laughs> People stay for the That's bad a, puns. All seven of them. Um, mom, mom, stop listening. <laughs> but yeah, mom, stop listening. I, I did really like that, though, that it was very, I guess the only way I can describe once you get down into like, and we're talking maybe 30 feet from the trailhead. All of a sudden, it's like you're in the freaking Pacific Northwest. I mean, there's ferns everywhere. Um, really dense cover. Um, oh yeah. Trail not so well marked. No, not, um, the blazes were really far in between. Um, the way we took that like was overgrown and everything. I, we, we couldn't find the, the blazes, how they continued on. So we actually, um, made that decision to come back. I think the other, um, way of the trail we went even though the blazes weren't there um, as frequently as I would have liked them, like on how it is on the AT, um, there, like the trail was distinguished, um, so it wasn't like, oh, where does it go? It was, it was pretty clear the footpath. Yeah, I mean, once you got moving on it, like moving on it, it, it was pretty distinct. It was would not easy to miss. Um, it, it's just you know, like that first set. And that first turn or first fork off, whatever, was a little confusing because mm -hmm. it, I mean, it was a legit trail. And then you go, you know, we walked for maybe 10 minutes. And the next thing I know, it's like we're looking over our shoulder for velociraptors. <laughs> exactly. So um, <sighs> in, in as we went up the trail, like uh, as we go up this, it, they say it's a mountain. Um for those of you who are like me and um, frequent the Appalachian Trail, this is a, a nice warm-up hill. <laughs> yeah, it's a big hill. 
I mean, let's be That's honest. I think the I can't. I yeah, the elevation on it is nothing to write home about. Um, let's get that perfectly like straightened out. Um, the the mountain in Burkhead Mountain is pretty damn misleading. It's an ant mountain. <laughs> but hey, oldest mountain range. I mean, maybe it was a mountain at one point in time. Let's not hate on it for not oh. being up to up to its former luster. I mean, it, it reminds me of the mountains in like southern Germany. They say like, "Oh, these are mountains. They are not the Alps. They are just hills." Um, <laughs> sorry, Bavaria. <laughs> please don't write to me angrily <laughs> or t- at me on Twitter. <laughs> angry at twitters um Rah. yeah no german twitter is very scary <laughs> well i mean german is the only language where you can like straight up talk dirty to somebody and it sounds like you want to murder them russian uh maybe serbian Japanese. i would no, know definitely serbian bosnian um croatian all of those hungarian just that region the balkans for sure scary languages all the teutonic <laughs> yeah all the all the teutonic languages are a little a little terrifying yes. i mean they they were once ruled by tito yugoslavia <laughs> right on i know way too much about that region of the world <laughs> moving on <laughs> but yeah, I, I got no idea what the, you're talking about i'm just nodding and smiling i know i can i could hear that in your voice i'm glad um but as you went up the mountain air quotes um foliage of like the ferns kind of dissipated you had more old growth trees and they were more like further apart but still really good coverage um there's a lot of washout i think on the trail as you go up wouldn't you agree yeah um there were quite a few places where you could tell like in a heavy rain that's that's a creek easily Um, it's a creek it's a creek we're southerners (laughs) <laughs> I promise. But um, you know, with that in mind, it's still I mean, no, it was nothing that was, you know, questionable to pass or anything like that. It was it was pretty pretty mellow for the most part. There was one part that got a little little strenuous, yeah. but hurt the knees a little bit, but like not to the point where it was unbearable. It was just like, ah, this is inconvenient. And <laughs> I think that was more terrain than it was grade. Yeah. Well, I think um, one thing that we haven't talked about and we'll talk about at a different time um, is the way we packed for the day hike. Um, I definitely think that mine affected me more than you because I had like 15 pounds on my back. Yeah, I go, I go light. I uh, very minimalist style over here. I, I was just like, let me have everything in case I need it. Like a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> In case I need to murder someone, please edit that out. <laughs> if, if we get lost, we can build a log cabin. I can do it. I've watched enough YouTube videos and a lot of terribly made um, shelters on Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call them shelters. They, were, they weren't even lean-tos on a good day. No, they were... <laughs> Sometimes they were just leaves. Oh, man. Yeah. But they, they were we, leave twos. Because <laughs> you want to leave to somewhere else. No, that, that's that's even worse. Like, you get no claps, not even fingers pushed together to make like a an apex. Like, no, 
That was bad. I'm, 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 I'm drifting into the dad joke territory. Yeah. Oh, God. Let me go get you some uh, high-waisted jeans and a cap. I'd much rather have some mom jeans. I don't want to put that image in my head. All right, we're moving on. That sound, that sound, ladies and gentlemen, was Fry <laughs> picturing that in her head. It, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight, folks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but we got to the top of the mountain <laughs> and hill. hill, and there were not nice rocks. There was a little more sunlight, but still great coverage, and. We just got to chill there for a little bit, and I showed off my bouldering skills on a V0. Um, <laughs> on a big rock. Yeah, well, V0 is the which lowest grade for is, bouldering. So, <laughs> Which technically a boulder is a big rock, but you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a nice boulder. <laughs> <laughs> you are Shrek, and I am Donkey. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, now, now getting to the, and I'm going to use this term real loosely, the summit of the mountain, um, it did kick up a little bit in difficulty. And that, that's more for the terrain because there was a lot of um, rocky, rooty, just not comfortable to walk on trail. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend a, a shoe that's not going to slip. Like, you could definitely, I know Donovan went in tennis shoes and I went in my hiking boots. Um, I would not recommend just going in your everyday sneaker, um, one that has good traction and um, you feel comfortable. You could have done Chacos. Um, I think that the beginning part of the trail would not have been good for open toe shoes. So I'm really glad I wore um, boots because. Those rocks were chossy. They're falling um, when you get to that um, right before the summit. Air quotes again. <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely a, a closed-toed route. And especially this time of year, it's tick season. Found one on me today. Yes, it is. Ugh, yeah, he was ticks. Hate just em. like crawling on me. I was just outside of a school, oh. like by a tree for like 20 minutes and that that's how i found this dude yeah they're the devil's animal dun, dun. Dun, dun. but i i gotta i gotta give you credit fry i didn't say this while we were going but um i am very comfortable when it comes to like moving through the mm -hmm. woods and i i set a pretty heavy pace um and you were like you were carrying the equivalent of the kitchen sink on your back, and you were like right there, no, no questions asked, no problem. You are hardcore, man. I wanted to give you guys a pause there because I knew that, so I'm just kind of questioning why he said that. Oh, <laughs> crying out loud! Sorry, um, I'm full of myself. No, thank you. I appreciate that because you're full of something. Definitely full of hot air and. Uh, those like fortune cookie jokes. That's what I'm full of, actually. Um, and some chemical chemical X. Yes. <laughs> Powerpuff Thank you. references. I, I caught I caught it. Good. I caught it. We're just gonna keep going with these random tangents. I would I would drag you out in the wilderness with me anyway. Oh, thanks. Now I gotta put you on the AT and see how you hold up. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's fine. We'll do 6,000 feet of elevation in three miles. Let's go. But yeah, Power Powerpuff Girl references aside, I mean, you, you kind of owned it, and then you climbed a yeah. rock. In hiking boots, which I do not recommend to anyone who wants to get into the climbing uh, community and the game of it all. Um, those are not the shoes to climb in. <laughs> I, I climbed a rock long enough to sit on it and look like I was totally at peace with the world. Th- this is true. That was pretty awesome. You were very much at peace. You had your pipe. You looked like the old man in the woods equivalent of Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Hemingway comparison. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. That's a great comparison. Uh, you should be honored. It is. I- I'm happy with it. Um, like Hemingway. Well, I'm not a big Hemingway. Well, I don't like his writing. I like him as Hemingway. But, but anyway. uh, <laughs> much better, sh- much better short story writer than novelist. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I just don't like all the not sense of he gasped and then said, Da-da-da. I like his, the naked writing. Yeah, he does not mince words. No. You better be following along. You better be on your P's and Q's or you're going to miss something. But anyway. Show enough. Put Ernie in the grave. Show enough. <laughs> Actually, he put himself there. Uh, well, I mean, he did write one of my favorite short stories. Hills Like White Elephants is, is a great short story. But uh, wildlife. Turkeys. Turkeys. I heard wild turkeys for the first time. Oh, yes. That was a really bad turkey. Yes, you did. Um, it was a pretty. You are you are never going turkey hunting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Didn't want to. I can't. We had a great conversation about how I cannot kill animals, um, and that's really the reason why. I, yeah, I don't. I just couldn't do it myself. Yeah, but we did. We did have good conversations about the whole the whole hunting ethics and you know yeah. stuff like that. Um, so we got to enjoy. We did see some deer sign as well in the. Uh, in the creek. Yes. We had a, a, a nice, would it be a hoof print? Or, yeah, it's hoof print, right? Not a pad print. Yeah, they're hoof uh, print. So there's a really pretty hoof, and I think I, my picture is pretty, pretty muffled. So that was really what we saw of wildlife. We heard a lot of stuff um, wrestling, but we couldn't like put a, a name to it. There were frogs in the creek. So that was really cool. But when it came... Go for it. I showed you how to do a, a squirrel call with two quarters. Ah, yes, you did teach me that. Um, and then I called upon the snipe. Got my two sticks. <laughs> Here, snipey, <laughs> snipe, snipe. Uh, I laughed. Good times were ha- good times were had by all the people. Ah, rejoiced. yes. I, I saved the village <laughs> of Smurfs from the snipe. <laughs> there was a dragon ah, involved and great mead. Indeed. We are. There's a place for you. There is a place for you in Valhalla. I have. I've proven. Odin? Nope. That's that's not Valhalla. That's. Nope. That is Valhalla. That is. What's yep, Asgard? Odin is Valhalla. Nope. 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 Not not now. <laughs> no. Go for it. Asgard. Asgard is the place where the Norse yes. gods live. Valhalla is the Norse afterlife. Where if you die in battle valiantly, you get to go basically get drunk and fight for all of eternity. Will Hrothgar be there? 
More Animals. than likely. So guess where I'm going when I die. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just sounds like you're also also the subject like of a Led Zeppelin song, but I digress. It sounds like old world Vegas. What happens in Valhalla stays in Valhalla. Damn right. Until Ragnarok and they all come down and they all beat the shit out of each other. And anyway. Um, we digress. <laughs> not the Norse history less not the Norse history podcast, but there is a really good one. I can't remember the name of it though. Well, um, when it came to wildlife out there, we were really looking more at the ground than anything else, right? Yeah, because I don't like, and this is one of our primary differences. When I go in the woods, I always have an objective. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean like I always go out with the intention of bringing something back if I'm able. Yes. And what did we bring back? We found fungi. Lots of fungi. Not a bad little yeah. haul. I got to try chanterelles and a blue milk cap mushroom. Yeah, what'd you think of them? Huh? What? Yeah, you said you got yeah. to try them. Oh, the chanterelles were really good. I think I overcooked them. Um, I'm going to mess with that again next time we get some of those. Um, but they were really meaty, but also like fruity. Does that make sense? Yeah, they have kind of an apricot-y, apricot-like. And- they, they smell and taste somewhat similar to apricots because uh, I don't know how to use apricot as uh, an adjective. Apricotty, <laughs> apricotic, apricot esque, apricot esque, apricot like. And then the blue milk caps. Um, I I didn't really care for them as much as I hoped because they are super cool because they're blue. They are blue, but they just they had like blue, that. Blue. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't. They're a little, little mushy mouth. Yeah, blue, I, I, I just felt like I was kind of. It was almost baby food. <laughs> I think you might have overcooked them just a bit if they were baby food. I I am I'm not very good with uh, fungi cooking. This is new to me, so I'm going to work on it. But we had a really fun time. I had a fun time learning um, about what's out there. Seeing it, I found like I was stopping and saying, "Oh, look a mushroom," and Dada would say, um, "That's poisonous," <laughs> and then uh, we would move on. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I've only been at this a couple months, so I mean, I'm sure we passed some stuff that was more than likely, you know, quite delish. But uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion, if I don't know what it is, it's going to yeah. kill me. And that's a good opinion to have, like, as we talked with Alan um, about in our philosophy-foraging episode, which you should totally check out about the philosophy of, you know, keeping yourself um, aware of where your food comes from and... Um, the whole process of foraging as well as um, our last one that we did with um, about mushrooms was with Laura Stewart. And that was the Han river mushroom company. They are stellar and they had great things to say about foraging. So they got us inspired into that, man. You got more plugs in a socket. You know it. I'm like a, no, they a power were very strip cool over here. And <laughs> power, you're a surge protector. Um, but yeah, no. And I mean, I really credit what little minuscule bit of knowledge I've got to, you know, the direction they kind of pointed us in when we talked to them. Yeah, uh, we learned a lot. And I mean, you've definitely taught me a lot about how to identify poisonous um, ones, uh, specific to the what was that the like mushy ones that have the pores at the bottom oh the the beliefs yeah i mean they're they're 
I don't necessarily know if poisonous is the right word, but you they will not agree with you if you eat they, the wrong one. They're not like deadly or they anything. They will make you go to the bathroom a lot. Dun, 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 dun. They'll make you poop. Maybe throw up. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you have organ but failure. It is pretty, <laughs> uh, probably not organ failure, but it is pretty cool to cut them open and see them turn blue and be like, nah, I'm I want it to be that. dramatic, Donovan. <laughs> well, let's not misinform people. Okay, I won't. We have the, we have we have Republicans for that. Fear mongering. Well, um, <laughs> oh goodness, I would say uh, once we left the trail, um, like we went in and we did a what two miles in and two miles out. Yeah, yeah give or take. Um, and we could have gone for longer. That's a a long trail. I would say, um, for the first week of September being ninety degrees with with a like almost ninety eight percent humidity. Uh, yeah, we practically. Swam oh God, that trail. we were gross when we came back, but it we was. Um, I didn't feel like I was overexerting myself. I had a great time, and coming back and getting to the car, we we're like that was the perfect hike because we were just enough tired that we were like, okay, good to have the pack off, but we were able to, you know, not be dead on the parking uh the gravel when we were done yeah i wasn't laid out like weeping or anything just and i mean it's cool because you know there's more to see yeah i'm excited to go back and look further into that trail and maybe even start it from a different point um yeah we can do that i would definitely start do it again from the same point just so i can get used to it and see how it changes yeah, and I will say this, um, anybody that's interested in going now that's hearing this, um, wear your blaze orange or yes. other like brightly unnatural colors, not white. Do not wear white on a trail in hunting season for crying out loud. Yeah, I that's something I wouldn't have known, and I'm really glad I went with Donovan so that we were – I was aware of that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is what wearing white is um, – they, they tell you to wear blaze orange. I will sometimes go with other wacky colors, like something like, I don't know, like red, something like that, something super bright mm-hmm. and solid um, and not white or, you know, any earth tones because it is really easy to get mistaken for a very tasty furry animal. And, you know, there are some people that get caught up in the moment and you're liable to find yourself with an arrow in your ass. Oh, man, Robin Hood. Let's not do that. <laughs> Yeah. So, and and the reason why I, the reason why I say don't wear white is because white is the same color as the under fur of a deer, like under their tail, um, their belly, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, that's so. not a not a good. That will not be a good time, folks. Yeah. No, it will not. But overall, um, the trail that we ended up doing, I I say I would give it a three out of uh three out of five um maybe a three and a half um out of five it's really nice and like if you want to do the the exercise there's not like anything crazy beautiful that like you have to see like there's no waterfall or um beautiful vantage point so that's that's really why it's not getting like a four or five from me um, it's really like if you just want to be outside, that's a, a good trail to go on. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment, but I'm going to put an asterisk on it 
because of two reasons. One, while there's not any type of real scenic payoff, there is some historic payoff. There are some um, some stone foundations along the trail from it used to memory serves. It used to be a farm like way, way, way back. Um, so some of the, the like the foundations from those buildings remain. And the other really cool. reason why I put the asterisk on it um, is there there's some graffiti at the trailhead on like the some of the posts. I, I am not going to fault the trail for that or, you know, the the rangers for that because they really are stretched in with yeah. that area. But it, it's uh, it's sad that people think that that's okay. Um, please, 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 if you go out um, to Burkhead or to just any trail or anytime you're outside, please pick up after yourselves. Like, that's the least you can do. Um that's not your home. It's a lot of other animals and creatures' homes, and we should treat them just as well as we were going into, like, your your friend's house if you were a guest there. Because you are a guest in nature. Now, I will say this. I did not that see is any true. trash on the trail. And I want to keep it that way. Exactly. Um. So what did we bring? You <laughs> Size of your pack, this is going to be quite the list. Um, In my pack, I brought um, a... A, a, a stuffed sack of food, so like saltines, nut, um, Nutella, some um, some bars, protein bars, um, peanut M&Ms because I'm a, a sucker for them, chocolate and peanuts. That sounds like a great thing to have on the trail. Um, I had my rain jacket. I had a, a rain cover for my pack. I had a hatchet. I had a multi-tool medic pack, um, water, lots of water, um, an extra shirt, um, a charger, a charging block for my phone, um, in case we got, I don't know how big this part of the forest was. So just in case we got lost and, um, phone was running low. Um, yeah, I think that's, that covers about, oh, and my hammock with their, straps yeah i think that covers about everything yeah uh, you had a person yeah i did bring right. my chacos in case i wanted to like traipse through the forest with very bare feet and i'm glad i brought them because it served me well after the fact when i um wanted to drive and not have my hiking boots on any further because i have winter boots because i'm crazy <laughs> she, she's mad well it's more madness. i can't afford another pair of hiking boots right now no believe i am well aware and what was in your pack sir let's see my pack actually what kind of pack did you have i had a uh backpacking pack it's the one like rei um generic brand pretty pretty solid um i'm definitely looking into a new pack just because of i want something for more backpacking this one i use for all my gear for like the climbing wall so if i'm doing um rope got my bat um my shoes all that but it's sturdy and it works hey it carried it carried a hatchet carried the hatchet but it didn't bury it we should name the hatchet uh it's not my hatchet to name we would have to consult jake uh jake's hatchet but we should make a hashtag for it (laughs) we'll name it we'll name it jake the second Jake the second. <laughs> He's Little a bit Jake. of an edge to him. 
Uh-huh. Uh. God, I'm so I'm on top of it tonight. <laughs> You're something. <laughs> oh, let's see. What did I bring? I brought my normal pack. Um, and I don't carry much when I go. Um, I had water bladder, had knife. I, I always, 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 anytime I go in the woods, carry a knife with me. Sometimes several. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> Pulls out absurdly large samurai sword that's like three times too big. A falchion. Yeah. Uh, I had a multi-tool. Um, that's the other thing I always carry with me. I actually have a little like set of stuff that I always carry with me because I do so much stuff out, like different things outdoors. I have like a little, couple little things I can just transfer from bag to bag. Um, so first aid kit, fire kit, uh, water bladder, crap ton of cliff bars because I brought for both of us, and they were pretty good, man. Those those like mint chocolate ones are not bad. They do look good. Um, what else did I bring? Brought myself. I would hope uh, so. Brought a foraging book and a couple containers. And I think that was pretty yeah. much it. It was a it yeah. was a overall very successful quality hike. I concur. I definitely mm-hmm. concur with that. And we will definitely be posting what we put in our packs, and you can see and you can comment about how redundant it is, which you should. I think you should always be redundant and err on the side of caution just because you never know what can happen out there. It's wild, if you will. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, I'm a firm believer that in some cases, if you have one, you have none. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, I mean, breakage or loss, you know, something. So I always try to carry, you know, at least a a couple different varieties of like something with like my fire kit has, I think like four different ways to start a fire. Nice. Um, so yeah, you never know when you need to get lit. All right. I'm going to stop. Uh, that one was <laughs> bad. So that was oof. overall. Would you recommend yeah. to a friend? Would I recommend it to a friend? Um, absolutely. That. It's definitely something I think would be beautiful, especially during the fall. Um, you can see a little bit more. It might be a little eerie. I like a little eeriness. Um, and it won't be as humid. But definitely would recommend it is a great day hike. Um, make a, a whole day out of it. Bring lunch. Bring the kids, the dogs, whatever. Um, you're your best friend from Man, accounting. Sorry. I don't know what you guys, I don't know how to socialize with people. Um, that, that asshole from HR. So you can push it down. The all side right. Of the yeah. Room. Toby, Toby's a good one to bring. Nope. Not an office but, person. Uh, not, Man. It, it's a, it's a good hike. I mean, it's, if you go into it expecting like, you know, something mystical and magical, you're probably not going to get there it. There are no unicorns. But, well, except for me. Um, Y'all did not see all the all, skein that I just gave him. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, not a bad hike. And we only did, you know, a very small section of it. I actually think the entire loop around it is 12 miles. That would be nice. So, um, yeah, definitely. Be adventurous. Be an ultra runner. Try running it. That's another thing. We did see a few other people. Yeah. It was not solitude. It was not too many people. It was like five. Maybe, okay, seven. Yeah. But anyway, it was nice. So... 
Before we leave you tonight, we're going to do the same thing that we always do. We want to give you a recommendation, something you could take with you, um, ponder over, put it in your file of a brain. Um, and hopefully leave you with something that you'll think is worthwhile. Um, so, Donovan, what do you want to recommend to our uh, wonderful, exquisite, unique listeners? Um, all right, so both of you. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm going to recommend the multi-tool I carry because that thing is solid. It is built like a tank. Mm -hmm. It is called the, um, the Gerber Dime. And folded up, it's maybe an inch and a half long. So you can put it in a pocket, attach it to a keychain. It's but it's solid, man. It's built like a tank. It's bomb proof. Um, you know, it's it's your standard deal: pliers, knife, um, cord cutter, screwdrivers. You know that kind of stuff. But and it's like I think it's like I paid like thirteen bucks for it, and I've used that thing for everything from like fishing to like small repairs. I'm actually got to replace it. It's starting to get a little worn down, but uh. I've had it for quite some time. It, it's it's definitely fifteen bucks well spent. Yeah, that's definitely something that everybody should have is some kind of multi tool. Um, you never know what you might need it for, but it's always good to have. Um, and I, it saves you a lot of space from carrying all those random bits and pieces. Um. For sure. Well, For sure. mine is not going to be any piece of gear or anything to look at um, that will be entertaining. Um, my recommendation is that you go out and uh, in research your candidates for the coming midterm elections. Um, there is a, a couple environmental um, protections um, that protect both water and um resources coming up that are expiring soon and you need as naturalists and people who and conservationists people who want to enjoy the outdoors that is our national lands and that's part of something that government does and if we don't put people in office who are going to protect our lands then we have um, a big problem on our hands we've already lost so much of bears ears national monument this um part of this term with uh, the orange man in the office. Um, so I am unapologetically going to say, go research your, your candidates for the House and for the Senate. Please, 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 please. Soapbox down. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, you're, you're actually on to something. Um, wow, sounds like you really knocked the soapbox down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have my cat knocked over my phone. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, no. I, actually, I'm trying to look at something real quick. I can't remember what the, the actual legislation is, but there is a lot of like public land legislation that's about to expire. And, um, oh, God, where is it? Anyway, I, I'll if I find it, I'll post it on like Yeah, we will definitely but, uh, be posting about things more often. And I apologize. That's my department. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, th th there's a lot of stuff. And, like, there's – I actually, I think I sent you the article. There's, you know, there's something like 9 million acres of land that's landlocked and that, like, legislation – like, public land that you just can't get to because it's surrounded by private property. That, there's some, like, serious changes that need to be made legislatively to, like, access and conservation, um, you know, that kind of thing. So it's definitely worth 
taking a peek at who's doing what and what they stand for. Yes. And um, with that, and this is this is my last little bit um, of this, look at who's supporting them, who's um, endorsing their campaign, who's funding their campaign. Um, dark money. Um, if you know what that term is, that means corporations who are contributing to someone's um, campaign fund. So if they have conflicting interests, um, that's something that you really want to you know, consider, do you want to be part of that? Um, and if you have any questions, like definitely call up your local representative, call up their office um, and talk with someone in their campaign office, see what they really stand for. There you go. Any, uh, any parting words, Fry? Words of wisdom, bad puns? Uh, man, put me on the spot. That, nope, not coming to me. It's kind of like I went blank. Nothing. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, if I had a gun, that's all I would shoot anyway, because uh, I would be too scared to hurt anybody. If I had a gun, what? <laughs> I had to try. Had to, if I, I wouldn't put any bullets. In, I would just shoot blanks because I went blank. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That wow. one. That was that bad. One, that, one, explain oof, it. that one went down in flames. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll try again next week. Indeed. And the week after that, and the week after that.